You're listening to Khan Podcasts. A new report by the Shorish Institution for Socioeconomic Research has found that Israeli teachers earn more, comparatively, than others in the OECD. While the average monthly salary of Israeli teachers is low compared to the OECD average teacher's monthly salary, when adjusted for teaching hours and national living standards, Israeli teachers receive up to 23% higher wages than the OECD average. According to the report, these findings underscore a need to rethink more broadly how Israel chooses, trains and compensates its teachers. Reporter Nomi Segal heard more from Professor Dan Ben-David, president of the Shorish Institution and an economist at Tel Aviv University. What happened was we, we've been looking at Shorish, we've been looking at the education system for a long time for a variety of other reasons, totally unrelated to the teacher's wages. And the data that we've been collecting is, is uh, different than all of the numbers that are being bounced around by all of the interested parties uh, in, in the news. And we're trying to understand what's going on here. Um, and, and a lot of it has to do with just simply very shallow, superficial discourse. I mean, all, all you have to do is just show your wage slip or your pay slip, and that qualifies as this is what teacher salaries look like. Well, when you do it that way, they are in fact low, and it's important to point that out. I mean, teacher salaries, monthly salaries or annual salaries are low compared to uh, the average in the OECD. However, this is what we pay, but what do we get in return? And, and what we did is we looked at, okay, if you look at the uh, salaries per instruction hour uh, in Israel and in the OECD countries, and there's another issue here, uh, not only how many hours of instruction uh, they work, but also a, a very simple fact that Israel is poorer than most, most of the developed world countries and wealthier than most third world countries. And Wages of teachers, like wages of engineers and wages of everybody else almost in the society, are highly related to average standard of living. And you can't disconnect it. I mean, we could look at teachers in Israel, compare them to the Philippines, and say, wow, we're paying a huge amount, or compare them to the U.S. and say, why, we're not paying enough. You need to, you need to uh, control or normalize or discount the average uh, wage per hour in, in a given country. So when we look at teachers' wages per instruction hour relative to average wages in the country in Israel and compare them to the OECD average, it turns out that the whole story flips on its head, that uh, teachers here actually make more, 3% more in primary school, but it goes up to 24% more in, uh, in high school, which is quite a bit more uh, than what is commonly conveyed in, in the public discourse in Israel. And yet, teachers are here in Israel, they're living in Israel, they're dealing with the cost of living in Israel. So how, how useful is having this kind of a benchmark in terms of what it can mean for the teachers here? Or is it saying this is another way of looking at the situation and going from there? Oh, this isn't simply an academic exercise. You're absolutely right. They live in Israel. And so do I, and so do engineers, and so do lawyers, and so do people who clean the streets. We all live in Israel, and we all earn Israeli salaries, not American ones, not Swedish ones. We all earn Israeli salaries. So you can't just take an Israeli salary and compare it to the salary of anybody in a wealthier country without discounting what everybody else here is making, on average at least. That's one aspect of it. The other aspect, 
which is also very important to the discussion, is how much do they work? And it turns out that uh, in a different way of looking at how much they work is uh, one of the reasons given for the very low achievement levels of Israeli ch children in the international exams is the high uh, congestion in the classrooms. We have a lot of kids in Israeli classrooms. And now while there's a discussion on whether that's really uh, an explanation for the poor uh, achievement levels, we'll put that aside for a moment because while we have a lot of children per class, when you look at the number of children per teacher, full-time equivalent, then we're almost identical to the OECD in primary and, 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 and junior high schools. And we have much, many fewer children per teacher in, in, in the high schools, which then returns us to the question, okay, how much do the teachers here actually work? Because why are the, why are the classes so crowded when in fact the number of kids per teacher is, is the same or even lower than in the OECD? Uh, so there, there are a lot of things here that need to be taken care of. Uh, and one of the things that we found uh, is that while gaps between veteran teachers and, uh, and uh, beginning teachers are, are reported in Israel to be huge, they're not exceptional compared to most OECD countries. They're somewhere near the middle uh, uh, in these comparisons. However, that's misleading because of another aspect in Israel, uh, and that has to do with the very low wages as well. Over 90% of, of uh, first-year and second-year teachers are part-time teachers. They don't earn very much. Part-time teachers' salaries are, are less than half of full-time teachers' salaries. And so when, when the, co the comparison is made between veteran teachers, most of whom are full-time, to beginning teachers, the vast majority of whom are part-time, you get these huge, huge salary gaps. But the question is, why are they working part-time? Is this by choice or is this because this is how the system is structured and perhaps they want to work full-time? Good question. I don't have the answer to that. But, uh, but clearly, we, we, have, we have a system that's screaming we don't have enough teachers. Well, you do have enough teachers. Just hire them full-time. You can even hire less teachers uh, and, and pay them a lot more if you hire fewer teachers and just have them work more. Um, that's in general. In, uh, in some of the fields, there really aren't. I mean, math, physics, and English, and so on, there really aren't enough teachers. But here, too, you pay teachers more. That's, that's fine. But, but you can't have both ways. We, the, the education budget in Israel has shot up in recent years. It's overtaken the defense budget. And in Israel, we spend more on defense than anybody else relative to GDP. It's a huge amount that we're just throwing at the system. And we're still getting the worst results in the developed world in the achievement levels in math, science, and reading. So something here is clearly not working. So building from the bottom up, what would your suggestions be in terms of, I guess you're saying, perhaps reshaping how the teaching profession is from training and onward and how the teachers' careers are structured? What would your uh, recommendations be then, looking at it from a more systematic point of view? Well... The, the word that you chose is the right one because what we need is really systemic overhaul or systemic uh, uh, reform of the entire system, part of which has to do with teachers. And, and with regard to teachers, specifically, the way we choose teachers, we train them and compensate them, has to be turned on its head. Right now, uh, uh, over 80%, or near 80%, 39% of all those who study education in Israel studying what we call teaching colleges. There's some two dozen teaching colleges in the country. The entry level uh, or acceptance level into these places is below the uh, entry level 
in every single academic department, every single university in Israel, with exception of few in, in the fine arts. But we're, we're, we have a problem here. I mean, even the, the, the students who study education in the universities, there are psychometric scores, which are similar to SAT scores in the States, the same purpose at least. Uh, their, their psychometric scores are, are about 10% below the average university student. When you look at those who study in the teaching colleges, they're a quarter below the average university student. And when you look at the, the, the kids who study in the non-research colleges, uh, they're about a third below the average university student. So while we have teachers, a few teachers in Israel, who are very good, and we can't smear everybody here, some who could do anything and, and choose any occupation, yet out of a sense of mission want to become teachers, they're the exception to the rule, they're not the rule. The vast majority of teachers in Israel could never be accepted to university, and yet we expect them to, send, to be able to send our kids to there. So what we need is instead of studying education, first of all, study something, study a discipline. You want to be a math teacher, study math. Get a degree in math. Get a degree in physics. Get a degree in English and philosophy. Get in history. Become an expert, at least at the level of an undergraduate degree, in a certain field. And then get a teaching certificate. Study then to be a teacher. Flip this thing on its head. And then two good things happen. A, we get teachers who actually know the material. And B, we get uh, people that don't have to become teachers. They can do anything, whatever their discipline trained them to be. And if we want them to be teachers, we have to pay them accordingly. But if we pay them competitive wages, we can also demand competitive hours. You come every day of the week, all year round, from morning till evening, like every other job, with obviously vacations like other jobs. But, but then we can hire a, a lot less teachers who work a lot more and pay them a huge amount more than what we're paying currently teachers.